And I can't remember. I send y'all so many messages. I can't remember. Did I tell y'all we're going to talk about praying for the sick today? Did that message ever come out? I'm not. Okay, I can't remember yet. Anyway, so anyway, today um, the message is praying for the sick. How in the world do we pray for the sick today? How do we do that? How do you do it? What was your last prayer? When was it? Last week or this morning or? And how do y'all pray? How do y'all pray? You got a spot you go to? You just pray in your car? Do you pray in the shower? Do you, I mean, do you pray at work? Do you, I mean, do you go to the bath? How, how do you do it? How do you pray? And, and you looked it up in the 1828 uh, dictionary. I'll look it up, and you can check behind me. And it says that prayer is asking for a favor in earnestness. Asking for a favor in earnestness. A petition and a request. That's in our, our good dictionary we go by. And so for today's purposes, I want to define it a little closer. Today, when I talk about prayer, I'm just going to be talking about your and my communication with God. Going and coming. That's what I'm talking about today, all right? Say amen. All right. Get that covered. Now, I want to establish a baseline where we can start off from and turn with me to Romans 8.26. Romans 8.26. You need to turn there, don't you? Yes, I sure do. Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we all, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groans which cannot be uttered. What I want you to notice right there, the Bible says, you know, all this is God's Word. Y'all know that, don't you? I don't care who wrote it. This is God's Word. And it says, we know not what we should pray for as we all. How many times, for those of you that come into prayer on Sunday morning, how many of you don't know what to pray for when you get there? I don't. I don't know if I'm praying right or not. Right? Just sort of, you know, I don't know. The Bible says, so you don't ever be afraid. Like, I don't know what to pray. The Bible says you don't know how to praise you all. That's right in there. It did, but it didn't say not pray. It, did, it didn't say not pray. Now, I'm going to bet you, I'm going to bet you that most Christians, most Christians pretty much are going to pray a grocery list prayer. Y'all make grocery lists, don't you? You know, got to have bread, got to have, you know, peanut butter, whatever you're going to have. We make grocery lists. And I, I would bet that most Christians would probably pray a grocery list kind of prayer. If anything, they probably, they might pray, they might pray, we might pray to change, but we're probably going to pray for someone else to change. We don't pray for us to change. We're going to pray for 
change my wife. Please change my kids. Please change my pastor. Please, you know, we don't pray for us to change. Would y'all think that's a pretty, not you, I'm talking about everybody else. Oh, please change her. Please change his heart. Please change my, you know, and we, how much more effective would it be if we said, please change me? God, please change me. I'm telling y'all, I've said it probably, well, really, probably a hundred times. The greatest prayer, I think, is a heartfelt prayer to the Lord saying, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And I, that's probably about as, as good as you can get in most situations when you need help. Now, turn me to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 6. Matthew 6, 6 says, and this is Jesus speaking, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be ye, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Say what? Jesus just said the father knows what you need before you ask him. Is that what the Bible says? Jesus the Christ said that. That's pretty interesting, I think. And you know, after that, it's what we call the model prayer. Most people erroneously call it the Lord's Prayer, but it's not the Lord's Prayer. It's a model prayer that was just for the disciples, not for you. You shouldn't be praying this prayer. I'll show you why. Let's, let's just do that. It'll be real quick. Come right down to verse 14, Matthew 6, 14. This is a continuation of what most people call the Lord's Prayer, but it's really the prayer that God told his disciples to pray. Matthew 14, he says, For if you forgive, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Do what? And then it says, But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We don't have any condition like that on our forgiveness. This not to you. Is your forgiveness based on if you've forgiven everybody else? Is it? That's what it just said. If you don't forgive everybody else, you ain't going to be forgiven. See, that's, that is not to us. That's to this, this, those 12 disciples. You got that part? I'm telling you, it's so, it's so important to rightly divide the Word of God. It just, it's, it's, it just clears so many things up. Because I used to read that and go, I used to read all of it. Your kingdom come. Earth be done. Give us my, give me my this day my daily bread. I thought you told me over early. I got if I don't eat, I don't. If I don't work, I don't eat. But here he said, just give me my daily bread. He's talking and forgive us our debts. He's talking there. That prayer is solely to the twelve apostles, to the disciples there. And if, if you go down those last two verses I just read, you can see it's very very plain. All right. So what is the purpose of prayer? 
What's the purpose? If God, if we don't know how to pray, and God knows what we need before we pray it, why do we pray? You don't know how, Pastor Gary, and God already knows what you need. Well, what, what, what am I doing here? Is that, is that a logical question to ask? Right? Can y'all follow the logic behind it? I don't really know how to pray. And by the way, you already know what I need anyway. Don't you think God knows if you're sick? Don't you know God knows if your marriage ain't what it's supposed to be? Don't you think God knows your money's all messed? Don't you think God knows that? Don't you think God knows you're drinking too much alcohol, smoking too much weed? Don't you think God knows that? Of course he does. He's not caught off guard by that and not been surprised. So why pray at all? Why should we pray at all? Well, I'll tell you why to pray. Turn to 1 Thessalonians 5.17. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. So why do we pray? We don't know how. You know everything we need. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. You are told to pray. God told you to pray. You don't have to be thinking about it. Should or should or not pray without ceasing. So we've got that one settled. We've got that part settled. Now turn me to Philippians, Philippians, Philippians 4, Philippians 4, 6. I think you're going to like today. God eats popcorn. 4, 6. <clears throat> Philippians 4, 6. Well, wait a minute there. You just told me we don't know how to pray, and your word says that you already know. I mean, God, you already know what we need. But you tell us to. Right. Well, so why do we do it? Why do we pray? I'm going to show you why we pray today. I promise you, the Word of God will show you. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. I used to have a different belief set up. I believe I could take whatever God said, and I would tell him he's got to do what he said. I used to believe that. Because you said it, you got to do it. That's, that's, that, that, I, I don't ever pray that anymore. I never pray that way, and I thank God I've been forgiven. He said, let your requests be made known. Let you, you know, you don't demand something of God. If, you, if you're demanding things from God, you're in, a, you're in a dangerous territory. You don't demand something from the Father. I wouldn't. You sure shouldn't. He says, don't worry. Be careful. Don't worry. With thanksgiving, not griping, complaining, in everything, moan. Yeah, but preacher, you don't know my situation. 
My situation is different. than you, Nobody's been in the situation I've been in. You really think that? I don't care how bad a problem you got going on. We got people in here that got all kinds of issues they deal with every day. Some of you are lucky to be alive. Everybody's got situations to deal with. So, so you can't go through this, well, I can't give Thanksgiving because, you know, I got this and that and this going on and this so-and-so happened to this and over here this happened and I got all these things going on. And my marriage is falling apart. I'm going broke, going bankrupt. No, my kids are this and that and the other. You know, the problem is you're not seeing the big picture. Today, Rick and I talked this morning <coughs> and today... I'm one day closer to eternity. I'm not afraid of eternity. Matter of fact, I sort of wish it would come. Uh, the rapture would be awesome, wouldn't it? Anyway, see, we're not, we're, I believe we're going to be, as believers, we're going to be raptured out. I don't believe we're going to have to go through the wrath of tribulation. I mean, I can back it up with the Bible. Anyway, so that'd be a great day. But every day I wake up, I'm one day closer to my eternal destination, to my eternal home every day. Don't be afraid of it. Eighty-five years versus eternity. No problem any of you have is going to last over 100 years. There's no problem any of you have that's going to last over 100 years. But if you're born again, you're going to spend eternity in heaven with a glorified body. Have no idea what we're going to be doing. With the gospel and your faith in God's grace in the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, faith in that, his grace over that situation, what he did for you, you have an eternal destination. It's heavenly places. Well, you know, I had a bad week. Oh, really? You had a bad week? Now, I'm talking to me too. Don't, I know you're going to, you, you could go someplace you shouldn't go. I have bad weeks, I got bad days. Come on with me on a Sunday afternoon and see how bad my day is most of the time. You can't believe it. Well, I can't believe it either. Some of us have bad months. I've had a bad month, a bad year. But none of it compares to eternity. We're not eternity-minded. We need to be. Why do we pray then? We don't know how to pray. You know what we need anyway. Why? And you tell me to. What's the point? What's the point? I don't know if you want this person to die of some illness and, and come be with you, or you want them to live. I don't know how to pray. Do I pray for them to be healed or pray for them to die? How do I pray for that? That's a legitimate question. Very legitimate. <laughs> well, with thanksgiving, we focus on the wrong things with thanksgiving. Rendering thanks, that look that up, it says in 1828 dictionary, it says rendering thanks for goods received, favors and mercies. 
Well, how in the world can I give? Do you see what I'm in? How in the world can I give thanksgiving for this? How do I give you thanksgiving when I'm in this? You need to read your Bible. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Are you faithful in Christ Jesus? Are you faithful in Christ Jesus? Yes or no? Are you? Are you? One more time. Are you? Okay, this is to you. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It was his will to bless you with all blessings in heavenly places. It's his will to do that. That's what he wanted to do. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood. you got something to thank him about. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten what he did for you? The forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, Having made own unto us the mystery of his will. Thank God for that. According to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. You got something to be thankful for. If you don't have anything to be thankful for, you ain't born again. Oh, my situation. Just read Ephesians 1, and you, 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 that should take care of everything you got. Father, I thank you for your blessings on my life, on the life of all these people. I thank you for it. Glory to God. All spiritual blessings, redemption through his blood, forgiveness, forgiveness of sin. Wait a minute, I got I something else I forgot too here. Oh, yeah, go to verse 13. Ephesians 1, 13. In whom ye also trusted after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's your eternal security. If you're born again, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit living in you. It's sealed. Sealed. You can't lose it. Nobody take it away. You've been sealed. You've got it. I ain't got anything to be thankful for. Lord, I thank you that I'm sealed. I'm sealed with eternity because of my faith and trust what Jesus did for me on the cross and his death, burial, and resurrection. I thank you, Lord. I've been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Maybe add that to our prayer. Maybe add that to the prayer. Maybe it might help you some. I'm sure it would. <clears throat> I know some of us 
I guarantee, I know, if you've lived any time at all, any, any time at all, I don't know, maybe, maybe the girl, I, but Zelda might not. I mean, some of you young people may not. But the rest of us, we've been through stuff we couldn't handle. Have you been through something in your life you did not think you could handle? Haven't you? Have you? Raise your hand. Who has? You, you didn't think you could handle it. I can't handle this. I remember a long, long time ago, some of you old codgers, been here a while, remember it. This peace of God that passes all understanding. I remember sitting in the Franklin County football uh, stadium, I guess what you call it. And I remember sitting there one day, and it, I had a, ba- a lot of bad stuff was happening. It's years and years, a lot of bad things were happening, bad things happening, uh, unnerving things happening. I think that's back one time I lost, I went down to like, I lost probably, you know, 30 pounds over worry. So don't tell me you worry won't, you lose weight when you get worried. Or you can go the other way, too, either way. And I was sitting in this stadium, just sitting up there, and I should have been so worried I shouldn't even been there. I didn't know why I was there. I looked across. The sun was sitting over, was sitting there, and it was golden and, and orange. And all of a sudden, the peace came over me in the midst of everything I was in, and I had that absolute perfect peace. I was not shaken. I had a calm come over me, and I hadn't been doing anything weird. I was just there, and I had been praying, Lord, I don't know what to do. And that peace came over me, and I remember it. And you've heard, if those of you who've been here a while have heard me say it before, haven't you? So see, I haven't forgotten it. It's not a story I made up in my head. And I remember, so it's possible you can be in the most worst situation and people think something's wrong with you because you have such a peace about it. Why aren't you worried? Well, I've got a peace about it. That's real. God said we do it. So don't think it's not possible. Well, it hadn't happened to me. Well, maybe we're not... Doing things exactly right, maybe. <clears throat> so, what should we do? We get a situation. I don't know what to do about this. Oh, this is so bad. Oh my gosh! Telephone call. This. Who, who knows? You know. Turn to go to First Peter five seven. First Peter five seven. We got some instructions. First Peter five seven. I don't, I don't know how to pray. We don't, we don't know how to pray. You know what we need anyway. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. You might think, I, I, you probably maybe think I'm a little nutty. That's all right. But I, I've been before, and I've done this. I've like pretended my cares are right here in my hands, like I'm holding a, a bag of groceries, and I've thrown them up in the air like that right there. Casting my care on Jesus. You weren't designed to carry weights around. Think what we could be without worry. Think what your life would be without worry. You'd be a whole other person. You'd probably be taking half the drugs you're taking, legal and illegal. You would be drinking all kinds of cough syrup. If you had no worry, what kind of life would that be? Wouldn't it be a wonderful life to have? Never worry. Wouldn't it? No matter what, I'm, you worried? No, I'm not worried. What's wrong with you? I'm, I'm not worried. I got a peace about it. Psalm 55, 22 just says, it says, cast your burden. Cast your burden on the Lord. That's a couple of things we need to do. Keep that in mind when you're praying. To cast it. Get, so if you still got it, you didn't give it to anybody. Right? Right? 
If you still see it, I still got it. Well, you didn't give it to anybody. I'm going to hold on to it. Do y'all think, let me ask you this. Do y'all think some people like to be sick? Some people like to be sick. I, they, they like it. They like the attention. I mean, I pray, I mean, I hate that for them, but they sort of like it. And, and uh, you know, different, different reasons. You look at everybody trying to get on welfare for the wrong reason. I still, I, I've said it before, people like uh, Alan's, Alan's sister, I think, she, I think her welfare should be at least average of what the, um, the population makes. I think somebody on, on, on dis- true dis- disabled, they don't need to get no 18000 a year. They ought to be able to get whatever, average, 40000 $50,000, whatever it is. I believe they should get that much. Just average, what average is, whatever it is, wherever they live. But some of them, don't, they, 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 don't, they don't deserve anything. I watch just Judy a lot. She quizzes them when they come on there. What's, what's your problem? We ought to take care of people who are disabled. We, we definitely should do that. I'm 100%. We don't, pay those, we don't give those people enough. That's my opinion. <clears throat> I was thinking about something. We've been struggling with our website. Something happened to the website and... and Anyway, and we're trying to get it fixed. We can't get it fixed. Call this guy. He can't get it, different things, blah, 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 back and forth. And so what I've done is I found somebody, and I gave it to him. I ain't worried anymore. It doesn't even cross my mind because I gave it to him. There, there are a few people here at church, it's, it's a handful of people here that I can give something to, and I know it's done. I ain't got to go check behind them. Hey, can, can you take care of that? Yes, sir. It's just done. Not everybody here, but some, some I can. It's done. I, I, I take it off my plate. So you absolutely can give things to the Lord. You absolutely can give things to him. No, I can't. Oh, yes, you can. He said to for crying. He said to. You think he's lying? He says, cast your care on me. You think he's lying about that? He's just making that up. He don't really believe that. He's just trying to make me feel good. He is trying to make you feel good because he meant it. He said it, and it's true. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. No, you know what I'm going through either. You know what they say about people in them? I talk about the marriage. You're going to think they get the wrong idea. But you know, you see people, I can't believe. I was, I was talking to an attorney this week. We're doing some of our in the life stuff. And so, and then you can't believe. She said, you won't believe the people come in here with the divorce. And she said, everybody thought they just had, I mean, they were like lovey-dovey. Like their whole life, they, was, they were mirrors of happiness. And they come here, they're gonna, they've been hating each other for 20 years. So you can always tell what's going on by just looking on the outside. <clears throat> Amen? Oh, but I don't know why. You, we don't know how to pray. You know what we need. And you're telling us to pray, come on, Lord, what's the deal with this? What's the deal? Why, why are you, what are you giving us all these instructions for? Well, I'm going to show you. Go back to Philippians 4, 7. Let's, get, let's cut the chase and get, get right where we need to go. Philippians 4, 7. 
Philippians 4, 7. And, okay, let's, let's go 6. Let's go 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Well, I thought he already knows it. No, he says right here to make it be known to him. Then it says, and, and, and is a pretty big word there. And joins that other sentence, right? And, and, if you, and, be careful, and, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Ain't that what we all want? Don't we all just want peace? You're in a bad spot, things are not going on. Man, the peace of God come over you. That, that's what his promise is. That's why you pray. This is why you pray. This is why you pray to get the peace that goes beyond over all understanding to you. He's not telling you to do something just to do it. He wants you to have peace. How many of y'all have all the peace you need? Raise your hand. How many of you would like to have more peace? You mean in everyday life? Yes, in everyday life. That's your promise. There's no promise of an answer to prayer. And the, the, he never says, I'm going to answer your prayer like you want it. It's never in the Bible. It's not there. But he did give you a promise of peace. Of, that's promises right there. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I think of all those tough places I've been in, and boy, I needed somebody to, to take care of my heart and my mind. And he said he would. This is why you pray without ceasing. I'll bet you a bunch of money that when you in your toughest spot, and me and, me and Nate talked about this one time, that's one of the hardest, one of the hardest times to pray is when it has hit the fan. Because you, 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 it's in the fan. It's going everywhere. And you're trying to settle yourself to pray. I got to get this. I got to run and do that. I got to get over here and do that. I gotta, oh, what about that? Hey, I better call second on so-and-so. And what have you done? You forgot all about prayer. Prayer's gone nowhere. You should say, ho, stop. I'm going to pray. Hush, everybody. I'm going to pray. And spend just a couple of minutes in prayer. Yeah, but you said, we don't know. And you said that he knows what we need and we're still supposed to pray. I just told you, you're praying to get that peace of God to come over your life in that bad situation. And the peace of God. And the peace of God. That's why we pray. You didn't fix my problem. No, I didn't fix your problem. How can I have peace? I'm still sick. I still got cancer. I still got this and that and the other. I still got bad knees. I still got diabetes. I still, whatever it is you got. I got anxiety. All kind, we all got, every one of us have stuff that we don't want. Any of y'all got something you wish you didn't have? Yeah, but I got it. And God gave it to me. Explain that to me. I'll go to, uh, go to Philippians 2. Philippians 2, 
25. It says, Paul writing, Yet I suppose it necessary to send you to you, Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, that, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants. For he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because he had been it, because that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. This was at the end of the of the, of the apostolic period in, in Acts where all the signed gifts were fading away. Paul couldn't heal Epaphroditus. Remember the sign gifts are going for the Jews. The sign gifts are fading out. And he says right here, but God had mercy on him and had mercy on me, Paul. Yes, I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy on us. You know, there, there, are no, there are no men and women today with, with the gift of healing. Uh, don't, don't fall for that. They're, they're not there. Uh, they, that, that went away with the in apostolic gifts. Remember I said they were signed gifts, so you got a guy talking about healing. I mean, come on, guys and gals. Proper pronouns. If anybody could heal, what about COVID? Come on, y'all got you don't be. What about the children in the hospital? Like, what's that hospital the kids go to? St. Jude's. St. Jude's. What about those, you know, why just, if you can heal, go and heal them. I mean, just go, go and heal them. No, I'm, I'm going to lengthen the leg while I'm at it. I could punch him in the face. I'm going to lengthen some legs, but I can't go to the hospital and heal anybody. But, boy, your leg's better, right? No, that's a trick. You just tricked me, Todd. Don't, don't fall for some of those things. Let your request be made known. You don't demand. You don't beg. What about 2 Corinthians 12? 2 Corinthians 12, 7. This is Paul's thorn in the flesh. I just, I just saw this this week. I'm telling you, man, if you will sit down when you're reading your Bible, say, God, please show me stuff. Please help me understand, Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, if you read with an open heart, an open mind, forget stuff you've studied before, uh, at least for the time being, you'd be surprised, I think, what God will show you. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. And lest, Paul writes, he says, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, Remember, he went to the third heaven. Paul went, he went to the third heaven where God lives. Remember, he said, I can't tell you what I heard. Remember that? A little less than then. Anyway, and, was, and there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest shall I be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me, and he said, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in wellness, in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul prayed three times. Now, what was this thing here? 
My gosh, it's right there in the Bible. Oh, it's his bad eyes. Oh, it is? It says, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. It says the messenger. He sent somebody to mess him up. Look at his eyes. It's right there in the Bible. The messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Why would his eyesight have anything to do to be exalted above measure? Oh, let me think about this a little bit. I'm going to tell you what I think. I, I think I said it last week. I'm, you know, maybe you can. I think I did. Here's an example. An apostle went to God and said, take care of this messenger of Satan because, man, he's really hurting me. Nothing happened. Prayed it again. Nothing happened. Prayed a third time. God says, nope, you're not going to get it. But I'm telling you what, my grace is sufficient. Next time you don't get a prayer, you think about this. Let him say, no, Rodney, my grace is sufficient. Let that ring through your brain, in your heart. I think this messenger was when Paul was going out in all his missionary to Corinth and Ephesus and Philippi. I believe he'd go in, he'd go, he'd go to the Jewish synagogue first, and then he would preach to them a little bit, and they would probably, they'd kick him out. And then he'd go out and start a church with a Gentile church. He'd get the church going, and then he'd leave and go to the next city. That's what he did. He started churches everywhere. I believe, and I, you, can't, you, you can't tell me, well, you can't tell me I'm wrong. You can't prove I'm wrong, but I can't prove I'm right either. Okay? You hear me? I think what, this, I think what happened was the devil sent somebody right behind him. Once he got the churches all set up, he sent a messenger of Satan to come right in behind him and say, what? What's he, what did he teach y'all? Grace? That's crazy. You, you, you got you know, you to be baptized and all this stuff. What, what's going on? You, and I think that person went from town to town right behind him. And you be honest, what we're teaching here, they're going to be people going to come right behind here and say, oh, that's crazy. That, that rightly divining stuff, that's a, you're, it's a nutty. It ain't nutty. It's absolute truth. If you just read your Bible, just read your Bible. Don't listen to what the people say on TV or YouTube. Read your Bible. I think that was a messenger that followed him. And that's what I believe. Around where he went. Doesn't say anything about his eyesight. He didn't he ask for healing. I mean, when you think he'd be, when you think he'd say, God, when you say he'd say, God, would you please heal my eyes? When you think he'd when you think, maybe, I mean. The code is he wants that messenger to be gone. Now, here's what I tie it to. Go to Galatians 1, 6. Galatians 1, just a page, 1, 6. This is Paul writing again. He says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you unto, into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there's some that trouble you. That would pervert the gospel of Christ. Paul says, but though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we said before, so I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than you have received, let him be accursed. The gospel he's talking about is the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If somebody's preaching something different from that, let him be accursed. That's what he said. And so I think, this is my opinion, that is him addressing 
my supposition that the messenger was following him around and trying to pervert the gospel. You like my logic? Sort of. That's what I I think. We have to be moved by God's word. We have to understand right division. We have to understand mid-acts dispensationalism. You have to rightly divide. And I'm telling you what, you, it's your job to study. The Bible says, study, show yourself to prove unto God. Study, rightly divide the word. The Bible says that. And that ain't me, that's you. I can tell you stuff, you can listen to it, you should listen, I guess, anyway, and then you can go and verify it in your word if it's true or not. Don't take my word for it. I've been wrong before. I mean, Apostle Paul was pretty wrong, wasn't he? He's killing people. So I haven't killed anybody yet. See, so see, some people say, I, somebody, I don't know who it was, I don't who was it? Somebody. I don't mean, I don't mean ratting on somebody in here. But I, it won't make any difference. <clears throat> I hope, I hope one thing I've demonstrated to you is I will admit when I'm wrong. If you haven't seen that yet, then you have no clue who I am. I've been wrong before. But now you you take your Bible and you read behind it. You read behind what I said. It's on, it's on you. Amen? Something, there, there's some preachers, they, they wouldn't say they were wrong if their life depended on it. But that, that's, you go to their church, you want to. I'm not, <clears throat> everybody makes mistakes. So what is your current trial? What is your current trial or trials you're, de- you're dealing with? What kind of sickness are you dealing with? Your body all messed up and got all kinds of things going on? <clears throat> So maybe we should go pray like Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says. Let your request be made known with thanksgiving. And then no matter what the answer is, I'm going to give you peace. We do not need to be a people who pray. I've been this way before. Y'all have been this way before where you pray, say for a lot of things, and nothing happens. And so then you say, ah, hell with it. Have y'all said that? Well, yeah, maybe thought it. Yeah, I didn't do any good. I prayed and prayed. I didn't get this. I didn't get that. I mean, it's good stuff. Pray for somebody's salvation. They ain't saved yet. You pray for good stuff. Pray for other people. Ain't nothing happened. But one thing you have to understand, our God is a perfect God. He's absolutely perfect. He makes no mistakes. He knows everything you're going to deal with. He knows, every, he knows what you're going to have for lunch today. He knows what time you're going to go to bed today. He knows everything. You have to remember that. You got to get rid of your burden. You have to cast it on him. And then trust in what God does. Is right. You may not get what you want. Paul didn't get what he wanted. You know, why in the world wouldn't God, if, if my scenario is true, and it's, if it is true, why wouldn't God stop, let's well, forget that then, why wouldn't God stop this messenger of Satan who's messing with Paul? Why would he just stop it? Even to forget my scenario, it says a messenger of Satan. Why wouldn't God just say, nope, Paul's my man. 
He's my man. Done. He, he let it keep going. Why? I don't know why. Paul's probably one of the greatest apostles in the Bible. He's our apostle. Apostle to the Gentiles. Just remember one thing. Remember when you go back to 2 Corinthians 12, 9. My grace is sufficient. I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know why it's happening to her or him or these people or that church, whatever. But all one thing I do know, I do know, Lord, your grace is sufficient. Your grace is more than enough. It's by your grace. By your grace I've been saved. Just think about that a second. You were a most unruly person, destined for hell, woefully bad, bad sinner. God chose to send his son to die for you on the cross. Jesus Christ perfectly sinless, gave his life so that you may have eternal life. Think about that a second. You don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. But he still did it. That's something to be thankful for. That's something to be thankful for. If you can't think of anything else for your making requests be made known to God, if you can't think of anything else to be thankful for, just thank him for the blood of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you that the blood of Jesus, I thank you for his resurrection. I thank you that I have an eternal home now. I know I got 85, 70 to 800 years, whatever years I got to live here, but that's nothing with eternity. You know, we, we can't, you can't measure What's that guy to infinity and beyond? Buzz, Buzz Lightyear? Infinity, I guess, is eternity. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Eternity. Eternity. Lord, we thank you, Father, for your word. We know we don't know how to pray, as we should. We know that you, you know everything we need. but yet you've told us to pray, and so we will, because we know that you're really looking for us to receive that peace of God that goes beyond all understanding, and then to know that your grace is sufficient. These things I say and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Is there anybody here that would like prayer for whatever's going on? You don't have to tell me what, but anybody like prayer? We can do it. Elmer? Brenda? Bobby? The recording's off, ain't it? <laughs>